Morning all. Morning, morning, morning. How's it going? Merry Christmas. I think yes. Technically, at what point does it stop being Christmas? Or oh, probably after New Year. When, okay. when, the, when the tree comes down. So Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you too. <laughs> and to the listeners. Yes, I hope you've all had good Christmas days and eaten as much as I have. Oh, um, yes. Why is it? Why is it? Why is it? You know, like most of the year you can control yourself, you know, keep away from the shit. And then all of a sudden Christmas comes around. It's like, (laughs) I just think it just seems to be that time of year. It's just there as well. All in the shops as well. There's like so much. They'll get you. Oh, there's Yule Log everywhere. Yule Log everywhere. The problem is now is like you go to the shops now and because it's like non-Christmas time, yeah. everything's cheap. They're trying to sell off <laughs> all their Yule Logs like at 50p and you're like, no. Although, yeah, talking about sales, how many sales emails did you get Boxing Day? Yeah, quite a lot. Quite, no, probably, quite a, probably about yeah. 15 emails. I, I just come to this thing now where my email box, I just go select, delete, select, delete, delete, delete. <laughs> I probably missed loads of decent emails. So I'm sorry if I've not got back to you. It's because I thought you were trying to send me something. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be very careful of the title of your email to yeah. Jack. Yeah, HMRC, select, delete. <laughs> oh, no, not again. <laughs> um, yeah, no, there is... Uh, obviously a good time to get some kit for next year as well i've seen some companies that are pretty yes. good out there with yeah, some decent yeah, yeah. sales 100%. i see innovate have got a great sale going on right now um and a few other ocr style companies have um got some see, good ones um see uh, the problem is here i'm an impatient person so basically what <laughs> happens is if i see like so i want in december the 15th say you know, mm-hmm. maybe I've missed it on Black Friday, so I think, right, you know, uh, nah, screw it, I'm going to go buy it. And then you see it at Christmas, like, ah, oh, it's like 50 quid cheaper now, I wish I waited. But <laughs> yes, a few... too impatient. A few days, a few days, and there's yeah. a lot of uh, January and Christmas sales, but it's all good. I'm sure a lot of uh, the races will start doing a few Christmas offers as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. What's, um, talking to Christmas then still, what's... Um, What's going to be your next purchase, Luke? Tell us the world. What's your, you're going to be your own Christmas present to yourself. Oh, my own Christmas present. I yeah. did get some uh, Nike vapor flies for Ooh, my, uh, my Christmas present. That. Some nice black and purple ones, which, uh, yeah, very interesting. I've been... Uh, and purple, going on, going on the old team colours now, are we? This is it, trying to, trying to rumble up. Um I was very used to the alpha flies, so they, they're different, definitely a different What's feel. different? T- talk to me. What's different? I don't know about oh, the the sta- flies, alpha flies, flies, whatever they are. Uh, the stack is, uh is very different at the front. It's quite cushioned at the front. In like the, a rocker? Uh, Does it rock? Um, this one less so. It's a bit more ground contact, so I, I like it. But I'm going to have to run a few more times than them. But I think for myself... Oh, God, what am I going to buy myself? Mm-hmm. What was I thinking? It doesn't have to be sport-related. It could be anything. Um, I'm probably going to buy myself a book. A which book? is which, which book would you buy, Nick? I'm not too sure. Just some... Um, <laughs> not, uh, I just want to be intelligent. I'm going to buy a book. No, I do that. Of, I'll do it all the time. They just sit on the shelf. <laughs> one, of my, uh, one of my things for next year is to read a bit more. Oh, okay. I did Ooh, used that's to. That's a question for you. Yeah. What's, yeah. Your, what's your New Year's Eve? Yeah. I did used to read a fair amount, and I've kind of just fallen out of the habit recently. Mm. I think we're focusing on a lot of different things at bedtime instead of reading, <laughs> mainly putting a small toddler to bed. I haven't yeah. really thought about it, but. Do you, yes. do you read to Harper? I do when yeah. she doesn't run around. Or yeah. throw the throw the book at me. Book at yeah, yeah, um, I get that as well. <laughs> I, um, I want to read and then, and then she runs away. But yeah, yes, I get what you're saying. They're reading for me. Like there's so much. I love reading. I love like learning and knowledge and stuff like that. But there is sometimes you get these books. Like they say, like you listen to podcasts. They say, oh, I, re- I recommend. Like for instance, I've got the Sport Gene by the side of my bed, which I bought, which is all about you know how you you're born into talent and genes and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and it's such a heavy read. It's really interesting, but the problem is you do need to, like you say, dedicate yourself three or four hours to yourself just to get through and actually take the information in and then circulate it into something. You know, it's a holiday book, really. Books are for holidays yeah. out there where you know you're going to have, you know, an hour on a sunbed. That's like you say, not a little the beach time. Yeah, yeah, and then like during the day, if they are asleep, for instance, like having their little nap. I mean, Harper's probably getting past naps now, but Margot's still napping for an hour. You know, you do mm-hmm. all those things that. 
you shouldn't be doing, but you do do like pack the dishwasher, wash up, put dinner away. You know, it's like, oh, I've got no time again. I mean, yeah. Being a dad life in it, but you do reading is one of those things that yeah, I find that's very difficult to to continue. It's a shame because I love reading, but that's where audio books come in. You know, if you're walking them, doing your runs, podcasts, audio books. <coughs> You know, um, even like YouTube's, like, you know, yeah. I've got into watching YouTube shorts, you know, on the toilet, wherever you've got five <laughs> minutes, you know. Um, oh, oh, that's where most of my uh, information is gathered. I, in I that, wonder how uh, much time is, lo- is <laughs> lost on the toilet in bed. In that sacred time. Um, Emily thinks I've just got really good bad bowels, but I think it's the fact that I'm just <laughs> yeah. on, the, on the phone like this. Uh, Emily's like, you need to go to the doctor, Jack. You're like, <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. I've gone through 50 reels and two YouTube videos. <laughs> They're but all no. Yeah. So, yes, maybe a book. If anybody okay. has any recommendations for a book a that um, I should read, um, let us know. Drop me a DM or in the comments of this podcast. Yeah. But, um, yeah. No, I was thinking the other day, I'm going to buy a book, a paper book. An like, paper book kind of makes me have to physically read it what i've uh what i want to do is read instead of like watching something or watching a youtube or scrolling uh, i want to get rid of like the the fluorescent light or the light at bedtime and just yeah have an it's easy da- it's dangerous easy though, isn't it? it's difficult yeah. difficult to do uh um, definitely difficult but um why not give it a go this guy yeah but then, like you say, it might, then it might have a knock-on effect. You know, you get better sleep. Then for better sleep, you get better performance and blah, blah, blah. And you're learning along the way. So, yeah, it might be a good all-round. This is it. So that's your New Year's resolution then, to read more. Yes. Well, yeah, one of them to definitely do a bit more reading. It'd be good. What about yourself? What's uh, what's your next purchase first before we do New Year's resolution? Okay, so uh, I've got a few. Uh, as you currently know, I'm 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 building. <laughs> I've got a few. Poor Emily. Um, well, so my, okay, my non-sport one. Uh, for mm. most of you that know, I'm actually a joiner by trade, or was a joiner, Chippy, uh, and I'm currently building my own man cave. Um, mm. So I've got my eye on a new saw that I want. Um, it's a, it's a few hundred pounds, but I keep justifying to myself, you know, when I do that job, that'll pay for itself. When I do that job, that'll pay for itself. Um, so, yeah, it's a new saw, um, a Milwaukee saw for you guys out there on the trade. Um, Ooh, and that's then, a good brand. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen that in the maintenance guy's room when I go to, uh, oh, when I go to steel screwdrivers. Yeah, that's it. Can you, got, uh, can you, can you blag it, Milwaukee? It's, it, it's um, got the Milwaukee power drill, I think. Ooh. Oh, see, Americans. Um, and then basically, I think sport-wise, I need a new pair of shoes. I do Ooh. need a new pair of Are trail we talking, shoes. T- well, we're I'm, talking trail. Yeah, I'm stuck because basically I've had ice books the last three years, loved them to bits, love, actually really got on really well with them. Uh, they are, as most shoes do in the UK, pulling back all their sort of OCRE trail style shoes back completely from the UK market. A bit like Innovate did a few years ago. You know, for some reason it's just like, yeah, this isn't working, we're gonna stop selling. So I need to find a new tr- a new shoe that I get on with, which is a pain in the bum because there's always something, you know, that's difficult to get right with a running shoe, especially if it's your race shoe, because it's the shoe of choice that I'm gonna go to. I think and you then- should go X Talon. Uh, they're very yeah. wide and I know you've got weird feet so yeah I like wide toe box I like there foot feel um, so yeah I've got to go down that market at some point uh, trying to find a shoe but then I also was thinking the other day like what races am I actually looking to do like actually be competitive in next year and a lot of it like we say is shorter stuff so it's a bit like what's Flip-flops. the minimum yeah what's the minimum <laughs> you can get away with without having to having a real aggressive shoe you know like you don't really need and a massive aggressive shoe if you're only going to be on the course for 3k unless that course is you know disgusting and i mean like mud water mud water mm. you know whereas as you know most shorter distance races even up to 5k tend to even like the look at the spartan sprint for instance they don't tend to put you in the the, the much rubbish do they there's still fields there's still grass they're still wet don't get me wrong but they're not going to put you in the really gnarly stuff where you might need a bit of extra grip you know so it's what can i get away with in racing yeah it depends on location i guess and time of year but i'm guessing that you're you, you've already said you're doing tartan warrior the 3k yeah. Um, yeah. the age group 3k race in scotland yeah. um yeah. i don't know what terrain they're going to be using for that one. I've, I don't really know where it is. It's, per se. I think it's. I think it's a bit mixed, isn't it? I think it is like a little bit on concrete, a little bit on grass. You know, I think some of it's even inside some of the rigs. I don't know. 
Uh, I generally don't know. Um, and then obviously they've just announced that the Elite 3K is yeah. the Spartan 3K first event, which is in England, yes. in um, the first Spartan event of the year. So that's 1K laps. So Yeah, that's going to be around the field, isn't it? You'd probably guess it'd be... I can't um, see mud and I can't see water. Not particularly too much. Not with that course. Um, no. Kind Henley, of where it, it? Yeah, it's Henley. So where it was last year, where the um, the village was in a, a nice location, but adjacent to the village was quite an open field. Yeah. They did have... Uh, I think the kids' uh, race was mainly in that field and there was a little section of uh, eight panger and the start and the spear. What per se I'd be guessing is they're going to do the one k in that field, so yeah. it's very localized, quite um, an easy get to for spectators. So if they are doing it in that field and it's just one k loop, it's flat. There's not really anything no. at all. Um, but we'll see. We don't know obviously where they're going to do it, but that we're just be speculating. But we my, know that my guess we know we know that Spartan are lazy, right? So they're not going to pick up. We're not. They're not going to pick up Twister and move it ten miles away. So we know that if, like, say for instance, Monkey Bars, Twister, Eight Panger, uh, Hoist, Spear, are all going to be in that three K, they are effectively all going to be in. A, I mean, Spear's difficult because they can make multiple spears, but they they're all going to be within that first K or last K of the race potentially. Or will it be uh, Laser Gun? Or will it be Laser Gun? Pyong pyong. Don't talk about lazy again. That, that's just too much controversy on this podcast. We don't do controversy on this podcast. We just do oh, facts. No, no, just cold hard facts. Cold hard facts. But actually, um, coming back to New Year's Eve, uh, New Year's resolutions, mine's yes. actually completely opposite to you, which is quite ironic. I think I need what? to spend more time on Instagram and, and, <laughs> and actually doing social media. So actually, for me, that's one of those things that I've got out of the habit of doing, just like time on... Uh, I've just gone completely out the window. So... Yeah, I need to I need to plan my day better. So I've always got a post, always got something interesting to feed out, you know, because uh, I, I appreciate that's where I, my downfall is in my personal stuff. So that's my sort of, so like, just to be a bit more on it with business style stuff as well as personal, you know. So we're going to see behind the iron curtain of Jack and see what's going on at Field Fit. Yep, see. a lot more than you are at the minute because it just it's gone downhill. Well, I saw a rig video probably about four months ago. Yeah, that's about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> so we we would like to see the uh, the the rigs um, and the different obstacles on course. That would be great, mate. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, we've got a lot. We've got a lot coming twenty twenty. I'm actually really looking forward to it. I think um, last year was difficult because of obviously coming out of COVID, which is silly because it seems like we've been out of COVID for years, but. It, it, it really has had a huge knock-on effect for businesses like myself, like Rumble, yeah. I'm assuming, that's and things like that. Um, so next year is a big year for Field Fit. We've, we've mixed it up. We're going down the functional fitness as well. So we're having a, a functional <gasps> fitness race. Um, dun, dun, dun. So that would be quite cool. That's all. That's 10 stations that are slightly different to your High Rocks and your Decker, but similar similar style. Um, mm. And then we will have a 3K race as well, hopefully, uh, like a warm-up to sort of like Belgium and, hung and Hungary. So... That's the plan. So, yeah. There we go. All right. Interesting stuff from yourself. Um, obviously, in the world of OCR, we had a few little updates um, recently with the announcement of the 3K Spartan Series in Europe. And I believe in the US, they've announced their locations as well. Um, and they got a couple in um, America, Canada, and I think they got a spot in Mexico. Mexico. Uh, Mexico. Um, I really like the European ones. They're quite spread out. Um, yeah, and different as well. Like I wasn't yeah. expecting to see like Zandavut in there, which is really no. good for us because it's reasonably close. Yes. Um, so it's what is it? London, Holland, uh, Slovenia. Uh, Slovakia. Slovakia, sorry. Was it Zelamzi as well? Yeah, Zelamzi, Austria, and then um, And it Madrid. finishes in Madrid. So that's pretty cool. Um, definitely a lot of areas and venues that I wouldn't expect to see. I had expected to see like your... French region, um, one of the, uh, the Spain race, yeah, um, and probably an Italian race I would expect it to have seen in there. So I'm really, hey, 
This is the real professional of OCR racing. Hey, little one. How are we doing, Margot? Don't worry, Margot. We're not live or anything, you know. No, we're not in the middle of a podcast, no. Margot. It's all good. It's we, all good, Margot. Don't worry about it. We don't mind guests. We, we no. have a, uh, an expert of the toddler range. Oh, she's gone shy. Oh. I knew, oh. I knew that happened. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, there's the 3K locations um, for... European series so very interesting there's not much information on how sign up is but I believe it's an invitational um, process to go to the events I think that's going to be the biggest thing isn't it I was chatting to someone the other day and I think the biggest thing will be how will they select their athletes like we know that Spartan have had um, their pro team per se for the last few years Uh, that's all now disbanded um, are they just going to go straight back into those guys? I mean, let's be fair, especially in Europe and, and America, uh, some of those guys are the best, so they obviously deserve to get a place. But I generally do think, will they? Have, what will be their way of picking, and how many will they pick from? You know, what will yeah. be their way? That would be a really interesting to see how they go about it. Well, I'm guessing that there will be a invitational uh, process, but they probably will have some kind of process where you can apply if uh, you feel that you're of you the should. standard. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The main thing I'd say is interesting how many people will be in the race because yeah. it is... Typically say that the whole, <sighs> the whole 3K race, the heat, is for maximum 45 people. Is that correct? Um, I'm not 100 percent sure if that's fact. I think when I was reading the rules, I think it was 45, 45, 45, 15 for the final. Yeah. So how it goes is there is a 1k um, heat, a 1k semi-final or second yeah. round, and yeah. then there is the final 3k, which is three laps, three which laps I believe is how it is being process so it's starting off with a larger number of people and then yeah. it's whistled down until about 15 somewhere so that, around there that red bull format that we're used to seeing in like conquer the castle and things like that where they yeah. knock out each so like a knockout one um it will be super interesting to see what one the prize money is um how it's structured if it's top 10 down if it's a uh, top three um because if you are a free k athlete and you're going to commit yourself to traveling to these events it is a long way to go per se if you go out in round two or you're racing the in your 15th position or 14th position and the the money goes to top 10 um i know the rest of the weekend you still have the opportunity to do the rest of the races yeah but if you're if you're really keyed into that 3k and you're going to go do the european champs you're going to go do the world champs and you're going to do the 3k per se um it's like a mini tour version it's um it's going to cost a fair amount to travel to all those countries well i think if if they're going to go down this route of it's no pro team anymore it's going to be we're going to support the actual uh, each country with their own Teams who, in our case, Team GB, Team UK. I don't know. Should be it should be TBGB. I'm assuming. I believe so. That's um, what Spartan normally have used in the past. Yeah, GB. Yeah. Um, so let's say, for instance, Team GB. Surely then, Spartan UK, <laughs> ironically, um, should basically support that team. So if there's if there's five females, five males selected, then obviously they get support from that Team GB at. London at ZMZ at Slovakia at Madrid you know yeah. and then if the if that athlete then wants to go on and race the super the beast the sprint the next days then they can that's off their own accord but for the 3k they are supported you know yeah you'd like to kind of think so it would be um an interesting it would be very interesting to see what they're going to do with the non pro team section and how they are going to support athletes if there's going to be turns out my daughter could open doors <laughs> <laughs> she's getting smarter every day um yeah so it's going to be interesting to see what kind of support there is or if they're going to go full kind of like iron man or triathlon section where you are a self-supported kind of athlete and sponsors are your main yeah, kind of help this is the thing right so spartan have gone gone in balls deep straight away and gone yeah we're gonna have european we're gonna have this we're gonna have that but they haven't thought about any logistics fine if those sponsors are in play right now so if i mean don't get me wrong 
they might turn around in a few weeks time and go on, we've got 10 sponsors that are all going to pay for this and I'm going to go, Whoop. but as I believe right now and how Spartan have been in the previous years, no way there's no teams that are ready for that. So what they should have done is maybe had a year of just practicing the 3Ks, maybe have an inter-UK 3K series. From that, you get, okay, he's definitely the best, she's definitely the best, those yeah. two there are third, thick and third, fourth, fifth. I mean, interestingly, and I don't mean this horrible than anyone, anywhere, but we are all very similar. You know, <coughs> if you take the top 10 guys, top three, any one of those 10, okay, don't get me wrong, you know, Tom Tweddle is probably at the top of that pile, but over a 3K distance, any 10 men could win it. Any 10, five female could win it. You know, it's that close. We haven't got a standout, completely world-class athlete within the UK that's like, okay, John Albert. But past that, we haven't got a VJ, a Ryan, um, you know, a Sergey, a Abbott Soleil, theoretically, yeah. Thomas Bueller, you know, uh, Leon at 3K distance. We haven't really got, we've got a real group of athletes that are all very similar. Yes, you know, uh, you know, saying a few names like Das is obviously better with endurance yourself, better when it's a little bit more rugged endurance. You know, Tom Tweddle, definitely better when it's a little more endurance, you know, and yeah. speak runny, of course. You know, I'm probably better, Scott Barker's probably better when it's a bit more grindy and a bit nastier, you know, like, we have all got a unique talent, but at the same time, we're all very close as athletes, and I think, I think it's very interesting to see who they pick, because I think it would be unfair if some people do miss out on this 3K. Yeah, I think, one thing, I thought there would be a 3K at every UK event, Yes, I thought so, they might do that as a test. Like, yeah. like you're saying, we would have a bit more chance to do the do the format. Yeah. Also, find out who is a little bit better at this kind of for, uh, distance um, and that kind of stuff. Like you're saying, you might have some age groups that come up that are pretty phenomenal. Do you know what I mean? You just don't know, idea. <clears throat> I think 3K, especially the way they're doing it as 1K loops, is going to be quite a big leveler because. Yes you can't use your speed of running or you can't use that real like endurance force like per se for myself I you're going to be hitting an obstacle every yeah. every 30 seconds right I get better when there's a bit more running I kind of feel better my distance when it about 10k uh, the super I've always felt is a bit more my kind of distance because it just has that little bit more running I can kind of use uh, kind of like skills a bit more in that area and the obstacles these aren't European Championship OCR what Leon has done and like absolutely fly through rigs and stuff these are twister monkey bars there's not like a super hard rig or there may no. not be then they no. could add one in they should if they want to make it a little bit more testing but uh, I'd imagine we'll see a proper multi rig. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like think, to see a multi rig. I'd like to really see um, a decent multi rig in there. I think it would make a big difference. So yeah, you're right. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I think this is the first kind of year, um, and it'd be interesting on all fronts to see how the event goes. To see how, how and if there's any support for athletes. Alternatively, if there isn't, then athletes may have to obviously look down the triathlon route of having sponsors like yeah. their own sponsors which i think could be a little bit more anyway. yeah easy easier probably for all everyone all around if each individual had their own sponsor but the issue you've got there is a bit like how the americans are saying at the minute sponsors aren't going to sponsor something that isn't visual it isn't worth sponsoring. So what I mean by that is, let's just take this is we're supported by Athletic Brewing. It's, it's you know that's not a secret, right? No. So Athletic Brewing wants to come out to me and you, and let's say pick five more athletes and yeah. say, right guys, we're willing to put fifty thousand pound into you guys. That is your pot. For that, you get kitted out. You get planes to all the venues. You get entries to all the venues. You get your I don't know hotel paid for. Uh, for those events, right? So, but you will be known as the <coughs> AB Athletic Brewing team. You'll do this, you'll do that, sign a contract, blah, right? That's the way forward. That has to be done, I think, throughout the whole thing. And I think what happens, but the problem is, Athletic Brewing aren't going to do that <coughs> unless there's a return. The return yeah. has to be from Spartan saying, well, actually, this is going on Eurosport, this is going on ABC Sport, this is going here, this is going here, this is going here, HBO, whatever it is, you know, there will be a return. Your, your branding will be seen 
globally by X amount of people. Each individual of your athletes will post globally yeah. about you. You know, oh my God, you've got Ryan Atkins on the team. That's incredible. You know, that's really good media. Pro- and you know, and like we were saying for years, then you get this sort of draft. So every year, the Athletic Brewing team draft a team yeah. and go right. That's our team for next year. And guess what? They get all the good guys. You know, a bit like Man City or a bit like so and so, a bit like because they've got the money, they've got the support, they've got, and that's how it, you know, that's how it has to start, right? It, it, yeah, it's a it's a very hard kind of concept, and I think it's something that OCR kind of had teams, didn't have teams, has had a lot of companies sponsoring, hasn't had many companies sponsoring certain athletes, but it, it's interesting to see how this develops and if it goes like a super league in triathlon where you do have specific um say spartan mate right you're you're the the rhino team you're the cheetah team using the same kind of teams as they have and then those teams have individual sponsors because maybe is it the one thing it would be hard is if it was a non-spartan sponsor and they wanted like a lot of branding a lot of stuff it would be of interesting but we'll see We'll see what's going to happen. It's a. Uh, but that's where Spartan have to realise that they've opened a can here. That actually, if they want, I don't know, Team Shell Oil to come Shell on, oil. and they've got millions to spend, Spartan have to go. Well, actually, wasn't what we were thinking, but this works for us because, you know, we give them the rights to our branding. They've got the rights to our branding. Win-win, surely. Oh. That's a whole rabbit hole with Spartan branding of and course. different things. But, but do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just trying to pick the most a big branding company. That could be anyone. Yeah. I'm sitting there looking at dog biscuits. Bonio. You know, <laughs> if anybody wants to come on, I mean, the Bonio team would be epic, wouldn't it? You'd be straight on there, mate. You'd <laughs> um, like a but, nice biscuit. But do you know what? <laughs> a dog biscuit. But, but do you know what I mean? That's the way it has to go because that's the only way the athletes are going to get supported to go to these places. I think if Spartan start going okay, we're going to support you. That's as good as a protein that isn't going to last because, again, it's Spartan, the brand that's actually supporting the athletes where it should be almost the other way around, right? No, yeah, I think, obviously, um, it's probably not been made aware, but the pro team has ended. There was email confirmation gone round from Spartan. They will not have a pro team. They will shift most things up uh, over towards national teams, um, which will be, I believe, picked by the federation of the country with some information from Spartan of Spartan athletes who's been good at the Spartan races per se. Um, but we'll see. There's no information about that other than what we've heard via email. Um, so there isn't a specific pro team anymore from my understanding from Spartan. So. At least you got an email. <laughs> Yes, it's true. It was, it was it was nice of Steve to send the email out, but uh, it's it's a sad time because it was a uh, was a good few years. But it's uh, again interesting. You say it's going to have to change. Uh, we're going to have to find a new way as athletes to have support per se, um, because fortunately, doing all these races, going to all these countries isn't cheap, and it does um, does factor in what you can do. Do you think we're at a slight disadvantage being UK, from the UK, as in, like, what I mean by that is travelling? Like, for instance, like Samuel Cass, let's take an example, you know, did a lot of the European series last seasons last year. You know, he went to the UK series, the, the Spain series, the Italian series. Do you think being living in within Europe, it's a lot easier to travel, maybe cheaper, whereas the UK, we're at a slight disadvantage because, you know, for me, you, Tom, any of those guys to actually get out to ZMC, right, that's, oh, 300 quid, right, Madrid, oh, thousand pound. Do you know what I mean? Like all of a sudden, but we're not earning that money in the UK to support it. Yeah. Whereas Samuel Castro can win a race in Spain, earn a few thousand pound. Guess what? That then supports his trip to UK. We're not getting that UK money to then go and spend elsewhere. Yeah. Well, if we've not anymore, two years ago was the best time. But in even the UK. even then, even then, it, what you didn't, you couldn't really earn enough, could you, to travel? I mean, no, obviously, thousand pound maybe. I would think that you're talking about prize money from the races. Um, I would say unless you're a top, top, like 1% athlete, you're probably not going to earn enough to do bits and bobs. You're going to have to rely on a sponsor 
to kind of help or, or rely on your own money, unfortunately. Um, if you really want to do that, you might have to invest in yourself, which isn't always the easiest thing, especially nowadays. Um, a lot of things are more expensive. So I, I do think that has factored into a lot of people. Maybe they don't want to do a race. Maybe they want to do more races and they want to be more competitive, but they, they just can't go and travel all the way to do the European series over in France or something or in Germany. Um, do you think that's why we lose a lot of OCR athletes at like our level? You know, they, they get to a certain point where they're not quite that echelon above. They're mm. slightly better than an age grouper per se, you know, so they're sort of getting this horrible level where they go, actually, I'm not committed to be training a hundred mile weeks and, and, and spending, you know, X, X amount of money on my travel and stuff. And then you sort of get this, and then all of a sudden you just veer off to ultra running or adventure racing or cycling or something, another sport. Do you know what I mean? Do you reckon we lose a lot because of that sort of ladder laddership? Laddership, yeah. laddership is a word for you. <laughs> uh, maybe, I guess, it depends what you want to kind of do. I don't really see that there has been a lot of people, unless it's been like the pro team members like committing to the series races in other countries or go into all of the championships. Um, there's been a few age groupers that have gone around and done like the whole circuit and stuff. More so, more so recently, right? Yeah, more I mean, so when recently. When we had the pro team initially, like back in 2017, the age group wasn't really a thing, was it? No. It was when, there, but it wasn't really a thing. When I started um, in Spartan, there wasn't the age group. I think it was called the Contender Wave. Yeah, um, or competitive wave was competitive it? Competitive wave, that was it. And they, there wasn't medals, there wasn't trophies. It was just another wave yeah. um, that was just under the elite, I think. So, and then they brought age group in, kind of went down the same route as like triathlon and other races of having multiple age groups, which I think is great. It's obviously brought a lot more people into the competitive side of the sport. Because yeah. you have more opportunity to race and you can test yourself against people within your age range, which has been shown like other sports and stuff to be uh, a great le a pathway into it and competitive side. Um, but yeah, I don't. Whereas a lot of the French guys, a lot of the French girls, obviously Italian, Spanish, they do multiple races across all of the countries as much the uk guys don't seem to go to those events i know fergal and fenny have done um quite a lot italy. of the italy yeah. races this year that's because she's obviously from italy so there's yeah, that yeah. connection isn't there yeah she's got a connection there and i think i'm sure she could speak the language so it does make it a lot easier to head out there and stuff um so i know those guys have done a lot this year because they've been on the pro team they've had the opportunity to go and race without paying for the race they've had a season pass or passes for that race so it's taken that little bit of funding away that you needed to but yeah i don't think we've got that same kind of level i'm guess i'd, I'd hope this 3k kind of creates that tour environment yeah. so quite a lot of other sports like a team. Yeah, yeah well like a team but also like a tour so right you're you're going to all these different venues, going to these different countries, you're competing. Um, so you obviously got super league. They tour around, they go to different places. F1, they tour. So it is a team aspect, but they're going on and competing at that kind of like upper echelon elite level, but you're on like a certain tour. Maybe mm. there would be a case of people who go on the tour, uh, have the invite, um, only kind of section so maybe there is some kind of tour funding there's a travel stipend or opportunity to travel as the uk team we'll <laughs> see what stipend i'm just gonna put that down your in your words so yeah maybe something like that because i think that, that would be cool in ocr and something that we do see Brits travel to European races uh, uh, and through, but not like super regularly. Um, I know some Brits go and do like the toughest series, um, the OCR series, like in Belgium, Holland and that. Um, they're always great ones. 
but just haven't seen it as much during the Spartan calendar. I think I've only been to a few different Spartans, non-UK ones um, as well. So it's, it is it's the funding for the travel, I'd say. Yeah, you're right. It's it's, stipend. It's, yeah. <laughs> a fixed regular sum of money, regularly paid. A stipend. <laughs> Did you just Google that? <laughs> hey, these words that I'm coming out with, mate, they're, they're real words. This is all the, re- it's all the reading. So it's all the reading. <laughs> uh, to be or not to be? So I think that kind of covers it on uh, the 3K and what, what, what could be and our little thoughts about it. But um, obviously. I did, listen, listen, I really want this to work. I mean, I think it kept, will. We sort of kept this quite a little bit. We had a we had an idea over Christmas or just before Christmas that actually we wanted to bring, as in multi-sport media, wanted to bring some sort of Super League over, possibly have a few events, 3K, have teams that support like a draft and get into it. So if Spartan do cock it up, right, and, and it's crap, or or, or worse, or right, they do this well. first one as well. They do this <sighs> first one and it's incredible. You know, we all come off the bat going, I really freaking like that. No, I love Guess 3Ks. What? There's no more fucking 3Ks in the UK because they've only put one on. So all of a sudden, it's like, uh, there's yeah, no that, more 3Ks. That is so quite sad. I think I if that happens, I think, watch this space. We would love to bring a UK series. and Nothing to do with Spartan, just a 3K uh, series, like a super series, come to the UK. I think, we'd, I think we could do it. Short course series. Short course series. You race in your own teams. It gets drafted, so it's all fair. You can't just pick your best mate. You know, it's all drafted by other companies. We get some companies involved. We do it properly. Hopefully, that'll build then to money and have a knock-on effect and blah blah blah. But for now, just for the love of of actually racing, OCR. Do you know what I mean? Because I think at yeah. the minute, I think I think UK might be on the verge of actually getting the love for OCR back with this 3K. And that's going to be quite a thing to say because there's a lot of people out there going, you know, and I get that. And I, I look, I love trudging. I mean, Morzine, are we going about this all the bloody time? <laughs> you know, as much as I hated that race, just to just race in Morzine, Dolomites, you know, all these beautiful races. Tenerife, even when we went to Tenerife, it didn't even fucking go ahead. <laughs> I'm still out there in the most amazing island, taking it all in. I love racing those type of races. You know, no chance of winning, but I just love taking it all in. However, 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 the 3K, I think if they get this right, it really could bring that epic sort of like, you know, um, passion of racing for your friends and the team. Yeah. Daddy, daddy. <laughs> Back, you know, so one second. That's all right. Yeah, no, I think. <laughs> Come on! I think you're right, man. I think there could be a, a bit of an upturn, and probably, I think, as well, like, um, we've got to give it a bit of a shout out to Brit- yeah, British Obstacle. Yes. Over the last couple of years. They made a difference, massive yeah, difference. Yeah, right? I think they just. They're bringing it into the eye line again. They're bringing more people in that have the passion all in kind of one place. Even like all of the ninjas and stuff, just hear them talking about there's a UK Ninja League now that's going to happen. There's a few other things. It just seems like um, a bit more structure to kind of what's happening in the UK. And it's what we needed, right? There's a lot of naysayers at the start, but actually look at it now. I mean, there will be a point where, I don't know, where do you sit on... Um, where do you sit on an athlete being top of that though? Like as in James Burton, I'm sure he won't mind me saying his name. You know, like where do you sit with James Burton being in control of that? Do you think it should then be passed on to a non-athlete, or do you think it should be very athlete orientated? Um, I kind of like having a, a, an athlete who has raced at quite a high level at the top. Yep, hundred percent. I think he just gives him and like kind of like everybody a bit more of an understanding of what the athletes want to see um and obviously it's not all about the top level athletes it probably isn't it's like the smallest margin is the top well actually level guys. they've done a lot of work underneath haven't they if you they think have, about it yeah. they've started at the very bottom really well, started with the youth realistically yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and i know mainly we talk about competitive side but also i'm guessing they have brought a lot more new people into the sport or even just brought the sport into their eyeline yes um with a lot of members joining um so yeah no it's interesting i i enjoy having uh james at the kind of the top i think his understanding of what is needed and the fact that he has raced a lot and he's raced around the world as well he's raced over in america he's raced in asia 
Um, I think that's necessary because while OCR, we believe, obviously started here and we think... We, <gasps> that's we a whole different podcast, Luke. <laughs> Don't well, go there. But it, we did it... We, we do it very well. I think that we could definitely use a lot of other stuff yeah, from other countries. They do a lot of really good things around the globe and it would be nice to kind of see us uh, do do great things as well. And I think we're on the way. I think we're on the way. Doodle-doo. What's but, next, Luke? What's next? So, so uh, kind of veering in and around what we... Same just, direction. Yeah, yeah <laughs> veering in and around the same direction. So... We spoke about the Triple Crown a few episodes ago, Spartan, Fizo, Tough Mudders, kind of multi-race thing. I saw on Instagram you, you were actually praised for actually finding that information because no one else could. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so I found the secret blog post that was yes. <laughs> hidden, hidden. And, and still hasn't been promoted as much by Spartan, uh, but they have a nice cool infographic that they've put out on their thing. So... Just to rehash it, it's 100 metres, FISO, 3K uh, Spartan World Champs, and World's Toughest Mudder, so 80, 90, 100 mile race. Um, three very wide distances, different distances, but we're not going to go back into those distances and the races again. We are going to pick our own Triple Crown. So, out of any OCR race in the world, Jack, what would your three races be? What would your triple crown be? Why, why would you come to me first? Well, we, um, could, we could do it together. Because okay, uh, so I think I have a feeling some are going to be similar yeah. uh, as choices. So Triple crown. Obviously. So I, I, would generally, I would generally keep a similar format. What I think the one thing is a little bit silly. Not silly, that's wrong. Not silly, because it's, it's up to your own. <laughs> okay, one thing I think they've overlooked is the fact that they've put a real long distance in there. Because for me, this is hard. So you, you wouldn't if, go, you wouldn't go the ultra endurance? No, no, I don't think I would, because I think that's a completely different type of OCR. And that sounds stupid, because it's still OCR, and I get that, and there's a lot of OCR assets out there that are going to be like, what, I only do ultras? But I think if... <laughs> No, no, I don't want to upset anyone today. I'm not going to upset anyone today, so I'm not going to say that. But oh, what I mean is... pulled it back. What I mean is, okay, take away the three, potentially four races that are competitive at that ultra level. Do you think majority, it's very specialised? Yes, and as... it's very and very non-competitive because there's not enough people that do it. Does that Ooh. make sense? Ooh. Take away a few races, i.e. World's Toughest Mother, European's Toughest Mother, that... Obviously, you're going to get your big guns to those. I get that. I get that. There are there are guys out there that work their bloody asses off and are a lot fast, a lot lot faster than me that win those races. And yeah, I bow down to the likes of Rhea Cobol and even some local, like you know, like Katie Knight, obviously Ryan Atkins, Tyler Veeam, all those people. They're stupidly <coughs> fast, stupidly stupidly fast. So I'm not taking it away from them, but I would say it's very less competitive to get to there. Does that make sense? Like, I reckon if me and you, I reckon if me and you only trained for an ultra, we'd have more chance of being top five in the ultra than we would in a beast at world level. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, on that kind Does of comparison. Does that make sense? Yeah, Does on that, that make comparison, sense? because you get about 30 to 40 top, top level guys going yeah. to the world championship per se, yeah. beast, or yeah. um, and you still get probably... 10, 5, 10, 8? Uh, maybe like 20 because you get a lot of, um, you do get a lot of guys uh, and girls that do lean more towards ultra, but not OCR ultra per se. So yes. they may do ultra running, they may do other OCRs, but not, there isn't. They're more a, running based. Yeah, yeah, which I guess uh, an ultra distance is because the big, big thing of that is. Um, obviously the distance of running and also like your your endurance on obstacles so there is just, just a side so a sideline you've we've obviously won the pairs european championships ironically enough would 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 you say tough mudder let's take that particular race that we did so yep. the european champs in belver castle would you say that's an ocr per se um yeah or is that more of a running race um, I think it came down to being a running race, uh, yeah. but there was, 
I think the obstacles in that race are tough enough to make it uh, like a quite a quite a good standard OCR event um, because you have to have great grip strength, um, great obstacle skills to make it through. Um, like funky monkey like 4am in the morning when you're knackered you've got to trust your OCR skills to get you through that obstacle and you've got to there's other things there's other rigs there's other um, sections on that course um, that are OCR like deep OCR but the obstacles play less of a factor right? Um, per se I found that well, I found most of the obstacles were more of a grinder, more of an endurance feel to them. So they're, they're doable, but it's a bit like, oh my goodness, I've got to, yes. I've just got to concentrate to get through this. Yeah, I definitely feel that there wasn't a lot of super failable obstacles, but obviously it depends what level you're at because Everest, trying to run up that vertical ramp could, uh, three in the morning when you're absolutely KO'd could be devastating for some, but if you're well trained and you kind of have uh, a, a good understanding of your skill set, you can you can complete it. And same with Funky Monkey, um, that's not an easy obstacle to do once, twice. But if you're doing it four or five times, you need good, great grip strength. You need um, good obstacle skills to get you through that efficiently. So I think it's a it's a way up. Ultra OCR, especially kind of the level it's at with. Um, Tough Mudder, World's Toughest Mudder. Um, I would say it is a lot more of a grind and yeah. running based than Rather specific than skill, skill yeah. technique. Yeah. Um, I guess there's other ultra OCRs out there that do, do lean a lot more both ways. But yeah. specifically, the Tough Mudder version is a bit more of a grind. Do you know what I'm really interested in? Is that I've thought about bringing to feel fit for a long time is having maybe, I don't know, 10 obstacles, a bit like a 3K system, yeah. where you just do that multiples for 12 to 24 hours. Oh, God. So you actually do have that then real technical ability, but repe- repeated every lap. Uh, would, like you do, short. would you do last man standing? Potentially, yes. Interesting. I think you should do it. I think it'd be a good idea, wouldn't it? So you still you've That'd got the endurance. It's brutal. less about running now because you wouldn't necessarily want to run hard. Yeah. Because but well, you would have to run hard because other people might run hard. So it's one of those, <clears> isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. Especially ultras, I find there's more tactical and yes. and strategy. That's a good shout. It's more strategy, isn't it? It's a base. Yeah. It's more of a mental based game than an actual. Oh, definitely. Oh, I've got to go out and run as hard as I can. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, yeah. There's definitely a higher level of obstacle skill um, and kind of endurance needed but the tactics yeah. and the the grinding are a lot more there than other ones but anyway we've divulged for, for, what for are your free reason, races <laughs> yeah yeah so for that reason i wouldn't go stupidly long okay so I you wouldn't think, do ultra yeah and also i don't think i'd do 100 meters oh too short yeah too, too short. specific I, I think it's the other way i generally oh. yeah a, a lot i'm not saying Let's be fair. How many ninja warriors have you seen in OC- do well at OCR? Depends what they're doing well in. Exactly. When it goes over three k, majority of the, them do not have the legs because they do not train that way. Right? I'm not saying they can't. I'm sure there's some wickedly fast runners out there in the ninja world, but they don't train that way. Yeah, they just train on pure obstacles. So, yeah. uh, hundred meters. So I think if you're taking out that long stuff, you have to take out the super short stuff, which leaves us with the true OCR. Now, for me, three. 15 and then you don't really see it very often now that standardized spartan but i would say more towards a 15 mile range so like a beast up so somewhere between 15 20 i don't there must be some obstacle races out there that have 20 milers but somewhere so you've got that that range but a beast effectively like a long beast like a morzine beast i think is a true a true test then you've got your 3k which is like fast and obstacle and then your standard 15k which is you know like your typical adventury your typical europeans your typical you know uh toughest is somewhere between there isn't it? eight and 15 yeah. you know so that type of race all right so going off the back of that and kind of yep. looking at the events i would probably pick the adventury 15k as a yep. as a race agreed agreed because um, normally they have a really good mix, right? He's going to have yeah, a bit of everything there. They got a great mix of obstacles, and I th- from doing it 
in the past and watching it at different venues and stuff i think um you'd get great like the level of that race as well is quite good um you do get a really competitive kind of field throughout um so i'd say 15k uh well um ocr wc event um i would probably go for the 3k at the fizo world event as yeah. the shorter range only because oh, yeah, you just upset a lot of people uh, well we haven't seen it but i kind of feel that they're going to put on a it's going to be epic yeah they're going to put on a really good event so I'm, if there's anything like the fizo they put on the europeans it's going to be epic yeah so i'd probably go that one and then i'd have a spartan event as the longer one that is Which the one? Um, well, That's fair. you've only got four or five real epic ones to choose from. Two, we haven't done a couple of them, maybe, but like Big Bear would be probably one that would be in there. Yeah, I'd kind of have to just go to the World Tahoe. Champs. I'd, you'd okay. have to pick the World Champs beast. I kind of think <clears throat> Triple Crown, it needs to be championship events, it needs to be one of those that you're gonna have a high level of, which is interesting because field. the championships next year is 3k. There is a beast as well. There is though. a beast. So they haven't announced whether that's actually going to be a leap beast or whatever, have they? Yeah, there is an elite beast. As oh, the, okay. So they're having the invite only 3K at the World Champs in Spartan, mm-hmm. and they're having a 21K elite World Championship, Championship beast race. Okay. And age group is the same distance next year. Why do you think they've gone? Uh, here's a question just to completely separate why do you think they've gone back from a 10k do you do you think the 10k didn't work this year for them um i think or do the, you think it's because they've got the 3k because they're doing the 3k i think they they to have two courses kind of the same day uh, i kind of have a feeling as well they're only going to invite a select amount to this world yes. champs because it yeah. is invite only or there'll be some kind of very tight qualifying period so they need they, they want to invite more elites. They want to have more elites there, but obviously they only want a specific amount in the 3K. So they had to put on a secondary world championship event to make sure that there is a good amount of people, I would say, per se. Yeah. So yeah. that's why they have it. So FISO 3K, Adventury 15K, Spartan World Champs 21K would be my triple crown, per se. Um, they're pretty spread out throughout the year gives you an opportunity to do all the events Um, I think that goes in kind of order of the distances as well can't remember where the FISO and the adventure if it one's before or other but Uh, August August is the is the FISO yeah and then um, adventure is September November kind of time you're in order yeah in order so yeah I think that kind of works Um, I think you're right Uh, the Triple Crown currently has gone very extreme but then there isn't it's because they don't want him to win that's why (laughs) Um, I would I would love to see somebody really going for it I I think um, depending on what there isn't an announcement on the money or how deep it is, we just know it's going to be on a leaderboard. So it will give people more of an opportunity instead of, as it was before with these free events, you have to win every one. And I know um, did John John got quite close to doing it. He won two, didn't he? Yeah. He won two of three. Yeah. And it was the ultra that um, he, he came pulled out of. Pulled yeah. Out, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was pretty close to doing it. Um but yeah, super interesting. I think it's a it's a nice kind of new thing. Um, is it necessary? Probably not. <laughs> Triple no. Crown is the, probably not necessary. There there is enough kind of things out there, but it, it's fun. It's something totally different. Um, and yeah, I would love to see somebody like give it a go with the events they've put on this year. Because imagine just training from a three k to a 100 miles that's crazy to yeah. me to do to do those kind of different trainings and i'm guessing you're gonna have that's to gonna be... really screw your mind as well isn't it with training could you imagine like one day you're going out for like a you know maybe a five miler with some, with some speed work in there next day you're going out for like a six hour run just with like shuffle <laughs> um 
so yeah that's kind of our uh, hypothetical um triple crown um before we finish i wanted to finish on one more hypothetical jack hold on do so um we've spoken a bit about the uk and how it's kind of evolving going in a more like positive great direction what we're doing now um if there was a non-UK race, so a race that's not in the UK, not scheduled to be in the UK, but if you hypothetically could bring it to the UK, which race would you do? 100%, 100% toughest. Toughest, you'd bring toughest back. 100%. I tell you now, the UK misses that type of event. You know, like Savage, if, if you're an American lifter, uh, listener is, is very similar, I'd imagine sort of savage, that style of race. So some a mix between your adventury mm. and your Spartan. Somewhere in the middle. I think Nordic race is similar in Europe as well. Yeah. But I think toughest have it right. I love the fact they're 8K. Do you know what I mean? I love mm. the fact that they've just got the same obstacles, but things slightly tick up every day. You know, they've got the easy lane, the hard lane, and the complete lane. I just think they've got everything 100% correct. I like the fact that you have to... If you're being elite, you have to prove you're an elite to go in that wave. You know, there's a still age group and then there's still open waivers behind that for the money. I get that, you know, and I think that needs to happen. But I, I, I do think we miss. So if any company out there wants to come over to England and create a toughest style race, please do it. You will be minted within minutes because I think that would get everyone racing 100%. Yeah, well, we have a bit of uh, previous because Toughest did come over two years in a row um, back in 2017, 2017, 16, 16, 16. Uh, all the way back. I then. was I was going to do it in 17 and then it got, that's the when he got canned in Pippenford. Yeah, no, I did that one in Pippenford in 17. Uh, so so he must have been the 18 yeah. then he got canned. 2016, I did Gothenburg. The year that's after, right. I did... Yeah. And I think it was 2018, the end of it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, um, it was interesting. I kind of feel that it would work a lot better now. They'd get a lot more people taking it up, especially 100%. with especially with uh, this new FISO-style championship. People are looking for the more classic OCR, the more rig-based OCR to take part in for kind of training, to just be part of that kind of scene as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's a great shout. Toughest. Yeah, I'd really like to see that. Um, I think for me, personally, I'd love to see uh, OCR series. Um, ah, yeah, that's another, another very similar one, isn't it? Yeah, Very similar. Um, I just feel they do a lot already in kind of like Belgium, Holland. Um, I think they might have one in like Germany, but I kind of feel... Already, there's been a few UK guys um, gone out and done that race, a few UK girls. I feel that would really work well in the UK. Um, yeah. They've got like a, a good history of putting on really solid events. They've had some great, um, great runners take part in the events. I believe John was won the final at some point. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah he got invited, um, didn't he? So I think bringing one of those to England. I know crossing the channel and bringing all the obstacles and stuff is probably the hardest part is hence why it doesn't happen as much. But surely it only takes someone in the UK to say, right, okay, we'll buy the rights off you. So for instance, if me and you had enough money, we'd buy the obstacles, we'd keep them here in the UK and we'd put the event on for for that company, right? So you yeah. just have, you'd have a team in the UK, a team in, in Europe. Well, you'd have to put multiple events on in the UK to fund it, though, wouldn't you? Which so here's a question for you. So let's let's have a knock on a question for this then. Ooh. So you had four races. So a tough miss, an OCR series, whoever it is. You had four races in the UK. Where would your four venues be? Oh, four all venues. All the same distance. All the same. Let's just say up to ten k. So it's all the same distance. Well, I would probably go Scotland, Wales. Yeah. yeah. Um, London because you kind yeah. of got to um, yeah kind of Birmingham maybe just underneath there um, yeah. so you've literally got one all four corners of the country pretty much um, mainly four I'd hit yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mainly I'd hit, definitely hit Wales and I'd hit Scotland because Spartan have, are not going there so the yeah. people, people in and around those areas 
would want to sign up to and an event. And there could be some immense, immense epic venues there, right? Oh, yeah. Could you imagine... Yeah, we've we've been to those venues. We've raced Spartans. We've raced other events in these venues, and there's there are some great places to put on um, uh, events. Definitely, um, <clears throat> you can get creative with it as well. Like obviously, you could do like the like OCR series. Do they do a beach one, don't they? A yeah. mud one, a water one. <clears throat> I think that would be one thing that would take off in the UK. A beach OCR. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. But now you really are talking logistics, aren't you? Because I know. Um, obviously we did uh, Red Bull in Margate a couple of years back you and did, that, yes. that wasn't OCR effectively that was just where they dug out some pits but I do know logistically that was an absolute nightmare you know uh, yeah. safety and all sorts you know you have to rent beach but but yeah I mean the race I did last year the um, beach ballistics mm. in Scotland that was in the Aberdeen in on the beach and that worked really well you know like the crane in the water with the rope and stuff like that you know yeah. again it was very small line but you know, on the beach, it, it did add an element of, oh my God, this is actually quite hurt running the Pedalis Dunes. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah, I do think you could get you could get quite creative with that sort of thing. Well, there we go. All right, there's our uh, list of hypotheticals that we would love to see. Um, <laughs> and if anybody's got any ideas yeah. or this is the problem. You just got me excited for toughest <laughs> OCR series and hypothetical races. Hypothetical <laughs> None of it's true. Uh, it uh, could be. You just, you just got to believe, Jack. Gotta I believe. open this podcast saying we talk about fact as well. <laughs> we just talk about <laughs> the shit. I think we've just veered right off. Ah! All right. See you later. <laughs>